is Gigi Sabat, and you're listening to the Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Brooke. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Gigi. Glad to be here. Such an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you, and where are you from? I am from the state of Indiana, and I was born and raised in Clay County, Indiana. I was in Houston, Texas for quite a, a while, a 13-year uh, stint, and then back home to Indiana, which is where my story uh, really sets in and takes traction is when I moved back home from from Houston. So I'm back in Indiana now and in doing my work here. I'm, I'm a pastor, but also a lot of things are happening in uh, what I'm offering to uh, as a message that God's uh, worked out in my life. So I'm just here to share a little bit about that. I love it. Tell us more about your experience as a pastor. I was a youth pastor in Houston uh, for 10 years, and then I moved home to Indiana to be a youth pastor. And then through a series of of very difficult uh, dynamics of family and just some challenges for who I was differently when I came home. Uh, those challenges uh, have uh, opened a door for me to step into the pastoral role for the past eight years. And I'm just completing my eighth year as, as what they call senior pastor or uh, the main, the lead pastor in the church. Absolutely amazing. And now you and I are both a part of the book that's going to be released this year, Voices for Leadership, Volume 2. Tell us a little bit more about your experience. I really hit the heart of what it means to challenge yourself to stay in a perspective or in a quality of leadership that allows you to not lose your nerve. So to have a, have a, what they call a failure of nerve in leadership is when the anxiety of the system causes you to lose your nerve and pull back into that anxiety and a failure of heart, furthermore, which causes a leader to lose love for their people. And those two things are challenges that can happen when you're in a significant part of leadership for any length of time. Both of those things can happen. And my chapter really addresses those two key components of longtime leadership in the same place that can happen. So that's what I address in the, in the, in the book. I love it. Tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life, Brooke. Well, I'll tell you what it was. There's when we're in 2015, I faced what I call a system of praise that I had agreed to when I was young. And that system of praise involved the praise and affirmation of my great aunts and uncles, my grandparents, my, my parents, um, and all the people that really watched me grow in faith. And the challenge was that I didn't realize my call and my work's meaning, all the meaning I put into my work came from that praise system. And when pushed, when it really got down to the nitty gritty, that praise system, I had to allow myself to let that go so that my true mission, my true life's work could expand and become what it needed to be. And, and at the same time as I was going through that, my son, my oldest son, was going to college for the first time, and he was also challenging a system of praise that I had as a father, and I was, in a sense, using the behavior of my own children's faith to give me a certain system of praise that I was depending on in the way others viewed me as a parent and as a pastor. And I had to let go of that agreement as well. And that was a super challenging time in my life because there were two sides of the coin that those old praise systems I had agreed to were falling away and they were being challenged. And I was the one being challenged. I was the one that needed to make the move 
Um, the people around me were, were just doing what they were doing, but I was challenged to let go of those systems of praise. And that was when I was really challenged with a failure of nerve and a failure of heart in my work. And um, um, so I think early in life, we all pick these systems of praise up. We, we see who and what can bring shame, who and what can bring condemnation, who and what can bring accusation. And we immediately work to find ways to eliminate that fear of shame and condemnation and and we do that through building a system of praise that keeps us uh, kind of in a, in a place where we think that we don't have to deal with those anymore. But really, at the end of the day, if those systems of praise fall away, we have to come right back to the core and say, what's the truth about me? And what's the truth about my life's work as a leader? And uh, uh, so the, in midlife, I think most men, uh, probably women as well, but my research with men says that there's a window that we experience that if our pathway forward is going to have more meaning that meaning only will come if we are able to wrestle with and really let go of some of those old systems of praise in our lives. That's very true. Now talk to us a little bit more about your faith and, and if folks want to begin to be, build a relationship with God, where can they start? Well, I think the, 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 the message that's always been taught is that you confess and you ask God to forgive your sin and you, start a relationship with him there. But I think that beyond salvation, it's really about this idea that God challenges the, our tendency to want to keep managing our own sins and keep wanting to take care of those. But he, he does away with those. So I think it's really hard to have a relationship with God until you really accept what he's done once for all. I think we're replete with Christians who have who want salvation someday but haven't really accepted the message of righteousness that comes from God today. And and if you're still dealing with trying to figure out whether you're good or bad, right or wrong, you can't really move into a relationship because you're just thinking about that. You're just managing that. And I think a good starting place would be when you come to God, just understand exactly what it is that he's done for you and how much he has removed and left far away from us that tendency to want to pick back up those accusations and those condemnations that we tend to wrestle with. So I, my, my recommendation would be to confess to God that you need him, but then also to accept what he's really given you. And then and only then can you really have an easygoing, trusting kind of relationship you know, with him. That's very true. Now, tell us a little bit more about your experience being a part of the John Maxwell team. Well, in 2015, 14, really a year earlier before this story starts, I realized as a leader, I was completely stuck. I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what my next steps were. I just knew I was hitting a lid. And I read in the 15 Laws of Growth, John's chapter on the law of the environment. And I had come from Houston back to Indiana. And what I didn't understand about that move and coming home was that I was moving from a growth environment in Houston to what I would consider a non-growth environment in my own hometown. Now that's neither here nor there, but for me to deal with that and grapple with that, I, I knew that I needed John's leadership. I needed, I knew I needed help to, uh, to grow. And so what I decided to do was invest in myself and, and put myself into that team uh, through his invitation to become a better leader for myself, my family, and the people around me. That's how I got involved with it. I love it. What does leadership mean to you, Brooke? Leadership to me is, the ability to go, go through an ongoing process of sacrifice 
but not sacrifice that's laborious or burdensome, but sacrifice that finds uh, joy in the process. Um, so it's basically leadership is enjoying the process of growth with others um, and, and just being the one to go first in that. It, it, it means a lot of serving and a lot of sacrifice, but, but it's simply a, an idea to say, I'm going to join a process with others to, to create good and I, I'm going to enjoy the process as I go. And there are challenges along the way, but I, I do believe you can come to the place in leadership where it's it's a joyful endeavor. So, I agree. Now, tell us a little bit more about your upcoming Global Leadership Summit. We had a, a simulcast here in our community a couple of weeks ago when the when the Leadership Summit was live, and so we streamed it in. And what we do as a community is we just try to offer leadership resources to as many as possible. And our community has never had anything like the Global Leadership Summit in our community. And so another pastor and I team up and their church is set up for good internet and have a great space. So I just kind of co-lead that or team up with him. And we we allow that space for people to come and learn leadership lessons. And I really love the, the leadership, the Global Leadership Summit this year. A couple of key takeaways for me, one especially was Pat Lencioni talked about how one of the things we lack so much in, a, in an anxious culture is um, he called it interpersonal courage. Um, you know, he always talks about how humility is a key of a leadership. But he said, even now more than ever, humility is necessary, but interpersonal courage is the thing that is most needed. So we don't keep walking away from each other, um, keep walking into division and divisiveness and, you know, contempt for, for other, each other. And I really love that message. I'm really grappling with that, holding on to it, trying to learn more from it. So. Amen. Walking together truly matters. Now, Brooke, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? I am going to go along with the lines of what I said earlier. It's that you can never make an attachment. Your purpose is bigger than the things you want to attach to. And so if you're ever attached to a certain way of doing things or a certain system, your purpose can expand beyond that. And so in order to not get frustrated in that, in order to not call it quits or give up, I simply believe that it's uh, everything can be, can grow and expand if we don't attach too much to one thing. And so in our purpose, I believe it's just a lot bigger than we see. And the key to being happy in it is when you do attach to something, don't hold it so tightly that you lose it. Don't hold it so tightly that it becomes a problem for what you're trying to accomplish. And that's just so easy to do. And I think that that's the word that I would give folks to live into their purposes, to watch those attachments, make agreements with them as they serve the purpose. But at the, any point that they don't, it just is time to unattach yourself from that um, and open your heart, open your mind, open yourself to others around you because the answer is really right there in front of you. It's always right there. Uh, but but when you're attached to something, it causes that tunnel vision and you're not able to really enjoy that purpose for which you were called. That's very true. Open yourself to others around you. Very powerful. Now, Brooke, do you have any last words for the audience? I just say, and my 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 key audience is men, uh, just not because just because I, I'm, I'm called to help men in this midlife because of the struggle that I went through. And I would just say to anyone out there really um, that God has a strategy and I call it heaven's strategy. And it is, it is a strategy for us finding meaning in the second half of life. 
that allows things to be a lot less anxious. It allows us to find meaning in places we, we, in ways that we couldn't dream or imagine. Um, and so using heaven's strategy of really accepting that, uh, the, the crucifixion of condemnation and uh, not allowing that to drive everything that you do. I just think everything, almost everything we do is comes from some form of avoiding condemnation. But if you can, my last word is if you can really receive that freedom from condemnation, then I believe your days ahead, you're not missing out on anything, but you're headed toward everything. And I think that's just a powerful way to face the future. And so I would admonish and encourage everyone uh, to get that piece figured out so that you can walk forward uh, and head into everything that's before you. Amen. Now tell us more about your favorite Bible verse, Brooke. I use it every day. It's Colossians 3, 1 through 4, especially 3, 3 and 4. And it says, uh, for you died, you know, you're, you know, put your mind on things above, put your heart on things above where Christ is, because you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is appear, and when Christ who is your life appears, you will appear with him in glory. So what that does for me is it gives me that sense that I can't be condemned. Even if you, no matter what you say against me or my leadership or my purposes, um, I'm hidden with Christ. And that just allows me to remember that I died to that, that attachment, those clinging things that I want to grab, and I can let those go because I died to those. And it just gives me great hope, uh, great energy, and great uh, forward motion because my life is already taken care of. It's already hidden in him. And so I just use that every day to keep me on track, uh, to keep me free and focused and uh, moving forward in, in joy. So. I love it. Now, Brooke, where can the audience find you? Right now, my, I, my, my website is under... Uh, I don't know what you would call it, construction, I guess. So the best place to get a hold of me is Facebook, Brooke Rhino. You can just find me on Brooke Rhino on Facebook and it'll it'll allow you to connect with me and what I'm doing right now, the life's work I'm doing right now with this lack of condemnation and those kinds of things. So if you wanna if you wanna connect with me, go to my Facebook page at Brooke Rhino. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Brooke on all of his social media platforms and his website. That's GameTimeLeadership.com. And Brooke, thank you again for being a guest on the Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gigi. Likewise. God bless.